Hello everyone and welcome to episode 3 of Life Laboratory for Creative Expression. And I'm your host, Doc Mo. This is a weekly podcast that offers a judgment-free zone for you to conduct your very own experiment with life. In this lab, every experience, skill, and talent matter. Therefore, my mission is simple, to offer encouragement, support, and structure as you mix and match your unique assets in a very safe space. And guess what? What you'll discover create or release simply by engaging with us here at Life Lab may very well delight you. In today's podcast, we'll do a recap of last week's discussions, dive into the content of this week's episode, and conclude with a call to action in preparation for the next podcast. So thank you, my friends, for hanging with me. And I promise to make this worth your while. In the preceding episode, we talked about questions and their corresponding energy levels. High quality questions generate high energy responses, whereas low quality questions do the exact opposite. We demonstrated that high quality questions made us feel better about ourselves and even established that they are empowering. Our purpose here at Life Lab is to facilitate expansion rather than constriction and stagnation. Therefore, we choose to focus on asking only high quality, empowering questions. And just in case you're wondering what makes a high quality question, you are in the right place. My friends, the attempt to address this question is the focus of today's podcast. I will present a six-point test that is intended to guide you in evaluating the quality of your own questions. They were gathered from my readings, research, observations, and experiences. Far from being a formula, consider them as a framework for I do not believe there could be a formula for something as personal as a question. Simply apply the ones that resonate with you and discard the ones that don't. Nevertheless, recognize that assessing the quality of your question is a very important step in your journey. And here is test number one. What is driving your question? Is it motivated by the burning desire to be, do, and have? Or is it motivated by the dissatisfaction with the status quo? While there could be countless motivating factors, note that human desires or dissatisfaction have proven to be extremely powerful in effecting change and inducing creation. Great products, inventions, companies, industries, often begin with questions motivated by a desire or dissatisfaction. Google, for instance, began with two Stanford graduate students who desired to organize the world's information and make it universally accessible and useful. Today, 
Google is considered the world's premier search engine. It has an answer for every, almost every question there is. Steve Jobs of Apple, Jeff Bezos of Amazon, and Bill Gates of Microsoft all made their mark on asking questions stemming from desires and dissatisfaction. Consequently, I encourage you to become aware of the motivation behind your questions. Test number two, is your question hard enough that it's not Googleable, interesting enough that it captivates and sustains your attention, and yet simple enough for you to answer? This test speaks to nothing short of originality. Your question needs to be unique, personal, challenging, and potentially game-changing for you, such that your attempt to answer it might just lead you to an unfamiliar but interesting space, perhaps the cliched mountaintop, which may be lonely, but at the same time desirable, given the amazing views that is possible from up there. Test number three, does your question align with your core values? Your core values are the things that matter to you. They may include thought patterns and beliefs that make you feel real, authentic, whole, and complete. Examples include adventure, commitment, compassion, family, freedom, self-reliance, service, to name a few. So what core values represent the things that matter to you? Maybe you identify with some of the examples I just shared, or maybe you don't. What is important, however, is that you look inside of you to determine what your own core values are. If you formulate your questions around your core values, internal conflicts will diminish. You'll be less confused more at peace with your decisions and experience life as stress-free along your journey of discovery and creative expression. On the contrary, not knowing your core values or adopting values that seem to work for others or that seem convenient is a bit like following the Joneses. You feel inauthentic because they are not yours. And so you do not want to create with adopted values. Test number four. Does your question have an inspirational power? Inspirational questions stimulate your mind. They energize and motivate you. They expand your horizon and even open you up to new perspectives and possibilities. Inspirational questions are clear. Their mission is simple and they are capable of spurring you into action. Test number five, is your question ambitious? By this I mean, is it big enough that you'll require you to grow and expand your capacity for more learning? As you reflect on this question, Consider the message inherent in this story. For Christians, Christmas time is a season of joy, gratitude, and appreciation. Additionally, 
It is also a time when Santa Claus showers children with gifts. On the days leading up to Christmas, many families will take their children for Christmas shopping. One year, a family took their six-year-old daughter to a popular shopping center. Present at that mall was Santa Claus giving away Christmas goodies. The little girl went up to Santa to receive presents. She held out a small jar and Santa filled her small jar with goodies. Excited, she showed her parents the candies and even proceeded to count them. But her spirit soon dampened when she noticed that the girl beside her got more goodies than she did. She was dissatisfied. She desired more. A couple of days later, the family attended another event where Santa Claus was present. Again, the little girl walked up to Santa with the same small jar. And once again, Santa filled her small jar with goodies. Curious about how many treats she received this time, she counted her candies and discovered she received exactly the same number as she did two days earlier. She also observed that other kids around her received much more. However, by the time this little girl discovered for the third time that many other kids received more treats from Santa, she wondered why. Then she asked questions. Dad, Mom, have I been good? Do you think Santa likes me? Why does Santa always give me less candies than other kids? To these questions, the parents reassured her that she had been good all year and that Santa knows it too. The problem is that she had been going to Santa with a small container. They encouraged her to get a bigger jar. So the next time they were at a mall, the girl did exactly as she was told. She walked up to Santa Claus with a bigger container. To her amazement, Santa filled a large container with more candies than she had ever hoped for. My friends, isn't that interesting? This story is simple, yet it bears a profound truth about life, which is, life will give you as much as you are willing to receive. So how big is your question? And by how much are you willing to stretch yourself, grow in knowledge and understanding, so that you may expand your capacity for more good in your life. Remember that life plays this big question in your heart because it knows you have the capacity to answer it. Not only that, life will also support you along the way. But you have to want it. Like the little girl, you have to want it bad enough that you are willing to ask big, high quality questions. The status quo, business as usual, small questions, and the notion of que sera, sera will no longer suffice. You will need to formulate big questions in order to get big answers. Test number six 
Is your question actionable? In other words, will it require for you to take actions in order to answer the question? It is very easy to assume that all questions induce action, but you and I know that it is not so. There are questions that do not always provoke actions or answers. They are referred to as rhetorical questions. While I do agree that rhetorical questions have their value and place, the questions that typically bring about change and induce creation promote action. They generate ideas that can be acted upon to produce desirable results. These are the high quality questions you want to ask of life. Therefore, my friends, now is the time to put your question to test. Does it calibrate at a high energy level? You want to answer yes to all six test questions. If you cannot, here is an opportunity at Life Lab to reformulate your questions in a safe and supportive environment. I encourage you to listen to your heart for clarity and guidance and know that a question that satisfies these quality assurance tests is sure to keep you excited, energized, engaged, and motivated to stay the course. And guess what? What you discover creates or release simply because you refined and reformulated your question may very well delight you. And so thanks for listening, everyone. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or any other platform of your preference. And join me next week for episode four, where we will address one big high quality question. That is, how do I move from asking questions to taking actions? Until then, my friends, bye.